Hey guys, and welcome to The Messy Table, where I get the opportunity to chat with real women about the behind the scenes of real life. I'm Jen Jewell, and you're listening to episode number eight with my friend, Nicole Dawson. Well, as you know, we all have messy tables in our lives. That's so often where we come together in our homes or in coffee shops to talk about the good stuff and the hard stuff. At this messy table, we are for each other. We encourage each other, and we remind ourselves that God is with us, even in the mess. And you know, one of the messiest tables of all time was that final meal over 2,000 years ago when Jesus himself brought his closest friends together over a table and warned them about some really bad stuff that was about to go down, but also that God was doing something new and that good would eventually come out of it. We all know there's a lot of painfully hard stuff going on in the world and even behind our own closed doors, but God never abandoned someone who calls on his name, ever. He's ready and willing to come to our rescue, creating a new path where there was a dead-end road. And my guest today is Nicole Dawson, a food allergy blogger, health coach, fellow pastor's wife, and mom of three who is no stranger to adversity. Her story reminds us that God brings good stuff out of hard things and to trust Him in the meantime. So grab your coffee, pull up a chair, and join us at the messy table. Hey, friend. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for joining me today. Absolutely. So I want to call you Nikki because that's what I call you. That's fine. But I know you go by Nicole. <laughs> well, you've known me long enough. I know. Just call me Nikki. Well, I think whenever we first met almost a decade ago, Tommy called you Nikki. And so that's just what I've always called you. That's perfectly fine. Well, before we kind of dive in, if you would just give everyone a quick little introduction, kind of a glimpse into your life. Okay. So my name is Nicole, but obviously friends who know me well call me Nikki. Um, I am married to Tommy. He's a pastor at Life Church, and we've been doing, actually we've been with Life Church for 11 years now. And we have three kiddos. My oldest son, um, he's a senior this year and actually graduates in like middle of May. And then I have a daughter. She's 13. And then our youngest is a 10-year-old. So we've got them kind of spaced out and it keeps me busy. Um, Beyond that, I write a food allergy blog, and I am very passionate about helping people in the food allergy community. I work also part-time as a health coach, and then plug into ministry whenever and any way I can. You just do it all. I do a lot. A little (laughs) diversity going on. So when we first met, Xander was, I believe, like eight months old. You're 10-year-old now. Yeah. Is that right? Or was he he younger than that? No, he was about eight months old. Okay. Gosh, that's crazy. So Nikki and I met back whenever you guys moved from Texas to Oklahoma and with plans to launch a new campus, which ended up being our South Tulsa campus. Yes. It's crazy. Yeah. I can't believe it's been that long ago already. I can't either. I was just a baby. So whenever whenever we launched the campus, I was actually on staff. Um, So I was... Well, I guess what now would be the host team pastor and the campus admin, but it was one role at the time. Mm -hmm. And um, I got to work with your hubby, and my husband wasn't a pastor yet. He was in business at that time and led our setup and teardown crew, and it's just crazy how how things change over time. It has. It really has. I Actually, the other day, I walked by someone who was eating a sausage roll from Daylight Donuts, yeah. <laughs> and it like triggered all these memories of set up and tear down back in the school, and it also made me think of um, when I found out I was pregnant, 
throwing up in the bathroom and then going and like leading a huddle. That's what, that's what it triggered in my memory. Cause right. we used to always get those sausage rolls for, for the like setup crew. The team. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I know. It's kind of funny. All right. So a big part of your life is that you are a food allergy blogger and that started because of your son Xander who had um, severe food allergies. So can you just kind of take us back and tell us how that happened when that started and just kind of Xander's story? Yeah. Um, so Xander was normal birth, healthy delivery, everything. Uh, we were still in Texas at the time. So he's a little Texan by birth. And when he was two months old, we, we had already been experiencing a lot of different health issues with him, mostly like severe eczema, um, just different rashes, really crankiness, um, snotty noses, just, just like your typical allergy symptoms Mm -hmm. and then some. And, um, it was one day I put him in this car seat and he just like projectile vomited. We had so many episodes of just spitting up and, and just upset stomachs. And then all of a sudden that happened and it was always after feeding. Mm-hmm. And so we took him to the doctors and they just told us to keep him off of dairy and any kind of cow's milk. And so that was kind of an easy fix initially being on formula. Right. So you could just put him on soy, but as food was starting to be introduced, it was one of those things like, okay, so am I supposed to avoid dairy in all these like jarred foods and baby foods? And I started the process of learning how to just make my own baby food. And then when he was 10 months old, we had a couple different reactions. So one was he had eaten a bite of a crust off of a sandwich and just full like his lips swelled Mm. he got hives everywhere and it was a peanut butter sandwich from one of the big kids but you know it was tiny tiny piece and he still had this full-blown reaction and then another time he ate um, a little bit of a quiche at a friend's birthday party and if you know this kind of dates me but if you go back to what ever watching the movie hitch mm-hmm. when will smith's face just completely has this allergic reaction. oh yeah, oh, yeah that's so that was bad. like xander like his lips uh, looked like they turned inside out his, uh, lip, his eyes were super puffy and swollen shut and so benadryl fixed that but right after that we went it straight. fixed will smith too yeah after a while. exactly <laughs> And it temporarily fixed our little guy, but we took him to the emergency and had him allergy tested. Mm. And it was at 10 months old that he was diagnosed with life-threatening food allergies to dairy, eggs, and nuts. Uh, Even just the words life-threatening, it's like, ah. Right. Did that just make you feel panicked inside? Yeah. I mean, that was totally new to me. It It seemed very rare. I didn't know anybody else who had the same situation or whose kids were going through it. Um, it changed. I mean, I just remember hearing the words and then I was processing it thinking his birthday's in two months. I mean, what kind of cake is he going to eat? How do we make a cake cake without Mm -hmm. eggs and milk? Or is he never going to have, I mean, I started bawling thinking Mm -hmm. he's not going to have a cookie or cake. Or Mm -hmm. I just was thinking of all these events and parties that are so focused on food and just not knowing. I mean, I felt really sad thinking he's not gonna be able to have something sweet anymore Mm -hmm. but I mean the reality is so many things are focused around those events and Mm -hmm. that just broke my heart and then knowing his hands were really like his body was right in my protection like everything I had to do is to protect him at that point oh man so he's allergic to say it again dairy eggs and nuts okay which is I mean, it feels like, I know it's not everything, but it feels like so much. Like I'm trying to think of what's in my fridge right now and 
there's a lot of all of that. Right. There's even all the little things that you don't think about, you know, it's, um, cause you always think of yogurts and cheese mm-hmm. and, but thinking of things like goldfish crackers and mm-hmm. even tortilla chips that have, you know, that or French fries, McDonald's fries had dairy in them for a while. I, I don't know if they still do cause I don't get them anymore, but it would, they would have different kind of preservatives and chemicals on them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just, I remember you couldn't have, was it Chick-fil-A? Oh, yeah, Chick-fil-A. Because they used some oil. kind of, yeah, a peanut oil. That's right. Yeah. So you had to totally rearrange your life and the way that you think about feeding your family. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. We tried for a while separating the two. So I had his own sets of pots and pans and... Mm. You know, his own side of the fridge. Because he's so severely allergic that even the touch can send him into an episode, correct? Correct. Yes. Yeah. So it it quickly became we were all going to just eat the same way Mm -hmm. because I couldn't keep separating Mm. everything. And I mean, even worrying about what did I eat and I can't kiss my kid. So we had a whole lot of air kisses because you just... You know, you're afraid and always thinking twice and questioning whatever you had. So I just always made sure I ate what he ate so I didn't have to worry about it. Gosh, there's so many things that you had to think about that just the majority of people, it doesn't have to cross their their brain cells. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So where is Xander now with the whole thing? Uh, Well, right now, so he um, went through a process called OIT, which is oral immunotherapy. Mm Mm-hmm. What that does, it took about nine months for him from start to finish, and the first experience was an eight-hour session at the doctor's office where they gave him a tiny bit of diluted dairy Mm -hmm. and a big old thing of water, and they would give it to him in every 30-minute increments until he got to the point where he could tolerate it. So really, it was like 2.2 milliliters of diluted. So it's almost like an immunization. Yeah, exactly. So we left there that day with a certain dosage that I would have to give him for the entire week, twice a day, every 12 hours. Mm -hmm. And it would be monitor the activity he did before, monitor activity afterwards. And as we continue to do that, we would go in the doctor's office. I would take Xander every week and we would try to bump it up, monitor him, and then continue to go through that process. So Mm -hmm. we went through that and finally he graduated from the program, which means he graduated with one cup of milk. Um, so full solid whole milk and he cannot go a day without a cup of milk. So that is like his allergy shot basically. That's so interesting. So he hates it. (laughs) He doesn't like the flavor of it. We have to buy him chocolate milk, Um, (laughs) but it's the, you know, you're, you're weighing it out of, I know you hate this. Well, so he can be around it. Yeah, exactly. That's the goal. Yep. He can be around it. If he wanted to eat something when we were out, like if he was going out to a birthday party and they had cheese pizza, he could have that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not going to kill him. Now he still might get an upset stomach. Mm-hmm. He still might get some hives from it, but it's at the point where because he has that in his system, it's immune to it a little mm-hmm. bit. That's awesome. Well, I just, I feel like we should give you like a standing ovation because <laughs> I'm trying to think personally if one of my children went through this and I know you just, you do whatever it takes as a mom, but it would be such a huge shift to suddenly think about just everything that's going into their system and completely changing the way that you buy food, the way that you cook food, the way that you feed your children, and even when you're on the go, all of the things um, that come into play. So I've I've heard it said that our setbacks can be God's setup. And I feel like that's so true of your story because this 
surprise and what seemed to not be a good surprise at the time has really um, opened up a huge door of kind of calling and passion and even kind of a career um, for you as you started to kind of develop recipes that worked for him and worked for your family and then began to share them and you created a cookbook. Yes. And what is that called? It's called Sweet Cheats. And so it's mainly dessert. Yeah, it's right? dessert. Mm. Yeah, it's my favorite. <laughs> Yum. Um, and so what did that look like? Just kind of going from, I guess, A to B. What was that messy behind the scenes process like as you were trying to figure out what to make? Oh, it was really, really messy. I mean, there was lots of tears. A lot of time I could just go into the shower and cry because mm-hmm. nobody would hear me sobbing. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of money spent. I cry in the shower too. That's like the place I cry <laughs> if I need to. It's the best place to cry. Because <laughs> you're already wet and you can't That's really right. That's right. You're not you always gonna... say there's soap in your eyes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, so it was just, it was a lot of tears, a lot of experimenting, a lot of messes and failed attempts. Um, I started with a lot of my family's recipes and some of our favorites and just start tweaking them along the way. Now there's so many products out there that make it easier to substitute. There's mm-hmm. different kinds of, you know, vegan butters and all wow. the sort of milk substitutes, flours. Um, there really wasn't as much of an access to that mm-hmm. um, years ago. So I probably had a pantry full of 20 different flours. Um, but from that, it was just learning, testing, starting to write those things out. The cookbook was never a, a get rich thing. It was just I wanted to put it on paper because it was almost like that was what I needed to feel like I took control of the situation. Like it was just that first step for me to mm-hmm. feel like I had some kind mm-hmm. of say in the matter. Well, like you said, one of your first um, feelings of being sad for him was thinking about like going to birthday parties and all yeah. those things. So just the fact that you develop something that here, look, you can eat this right, and it's good. Exactly. Because I found a cookbook years ago, and the very first one, I think somebody gave it to me, and it was an allergy-free cookbook, and it was all meat. And and to me, I was like, well, I could, I mean, yeah, it's meat. Like, <laughs> yep. It's meat and potatoes. That's totally easy. But how do you do the hard stuff? And mm-hmm. so I wanted to, to dive into that. And mm-hmm. no, I mean, obviously with his first birthday coming up, that was a huge thing for us. And I had two other kids who were you know, eight and three, Mm -hmm. they also had birthdays and it was like, I couldn't have them all. The big celebration that kind of you, you think about those things. So what did you make him for his first birthday? Well, he had a vanilla cake. It was a gluten-free, allergy-friendly cake and he had cookies. There you go. Yeah. So it was. See, you were already problem solving. Like I'm so inspired by that (laughs) because you're so creative even just to do that, to take what you had, this struggle that you were facing and and to do something with it. Like, I think that's, I think that's incredible. So when did the shift happen for you to where you were like, okay, I'm just trying to survive and feed my kid to, I really want to help other people with this same issue. You know, you're constantly learning. And so probably about the first year was the biggest struggle. Um, by year two, I started to gain a little bit more confidence, probably about the third year in. Because at first you said that you couldn't really find a lot of resources right. out there, correct? Correct. And so I actually started looking at vegan cookbooks mm-hmm. because it was, they are already dairy-free and mm-hmm. egg-free. And that was kind of like my introduction to, you know, vegan living. And so um, that was probably the first start of it. And then I started looking at other factors and 
just saying that there wasn't any allergy information out there that I could find and have a lot of access to. Mm -hmm. And so I just started to start writing a blog. I mean, it was a cheesy little blog initially. It was called Xander Friendly Foods. It started on Blogspot. It was, mm -hmm. you know, barely anybody read it, but it was just me putting words on on, a, on the computer and um, sharing some recipes. Getting it out there. Yeah, it just started to do something. And then it, it just became a little bit bigger. And then recently it had switched over and I kind of went full blown. I'm like, okay, I'm giving it a real name. I'm going to go all out. I'm working with companies mm -hmm. and doing different, you know, brand posts and lots of social media. And so it just oh, it's such, bigger. It's such a great resource. And I know that I've shared it with several friends. My cousin is gluten-free. So, mm -hmm. and I know you have some of those recipes yeah, as well. Absolutely. You know, there's all kinds of people in my life that can benefit, even if it's not the exact allergy or situation, it's still, it's healthy and it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. So as I wanted to have you on, I felt like the theme that God kind of put on my heart was just that God continually brings good things out of really hard situations. And not everyone knows your background or your story, but um, you've been through a lot of hard situations or several hard situations. And yet God, but God has still brought so much good and so much beauty and, and so much um, just restoration out of those things. And so I would love for you to just share a little bit about some of those things. So what you're talking about is that for a lot of people, they, they don't know that I was married before. Mm -hmm. Um, that was gosh, in my mid twenties, I was married briefly, but it was long enough to, uh, have Zach, which mm -hmm. is my oldest. And so it was just a really short, short lived memory. <laughs> Almost it feels like ages ago and it doesn't even feel like I was actually in that world anymore. Mm -hmm. But um, it wasn't healthy. It wasn't. It was a lie mm -hmm. that I was finding out really early on, and I was. He was unfaithful. Yeah, and unfaithful. And there is all kinds abuse. of things. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of bad stuff going on in mm -hmm. there, and and I wanted out, but I was torn. You know, it was hard because you're like, I'm a Christian. I divorce is wrong. We I have should. this kid. Exactly. Well, at the time, I. I hadn't even found out I was, or I just found out I was pregnant. Okay. And so at that point it was, it was just trying to like hold ground and try to make it work and do mm -hmm. as best as I could. And the longer I was in it, the more I was finding out. And so by the time Zach was six months old, uh, we had already separated. Mm -hmm. um, I moved out with, took Zach. He was the only possession I took with me. Mm. I mean, I let him well, have everything else. One. Oh yeah. I didn't <laughs> want anything else. He was the only thing I wanted. And, um, and we haven't seen him since. And so, you know, that was hard. I was a single mom for almost three years. I mm -hmm. uh, went back to work full time, um, had, you know, drop off Zach at six o'clock in the morning at daycare, picked him up at six 30 at night from daycare. Thankfully I had my parents there for support, mm -hmm. but it was definitely a learning curve. It was not where I thought I was going to be in that mm -hmm. place in my life. And I felt I already felt judged just from the outside looking in for people who knew me, but I felt like I was the hardest person on myself. Um, oh, are, why are yeah. we? We're so self-critical. Oh, absolutely. Well, and, and unfortunately, I think even for people who are in really unfortunate situations, like the one that you were in, mm -hmm. I hate that there can be a stigma that goes along with that. Right. You know, it's just unfair. Yeah. And even now I'm cautious when people ask, you know, they want, obviously 
Zach's almost 18. He's graduating mm-hmm. this year. And so you start to add the numbers up and they ask Tommy and I how long we've been married. And it's like, I feel like, well, I have to explain a little bit of a backstory, mm-hmm. just enough so that they don't think it's something different. Sure. But it's still, it's still there. I still feel guarded and protect mm-hmm. that a little bit. But, but I think it's such a, a, a cool thing because you're amazing. You're such a woman of God and, um, God has done so much through you and Tommy who obviously God brought to you. Yes. How old was, how old was was three. Okay. Yeah. He was three. And you guys have been a part of just some really cool kingdom things, obviously launching the South Tulsa campus, but even before that, and God has used you both in that and continues to use you. So out of that really hard situation, you had Zach Mm-hmm. who yes. is such a gift and an amazing, he's a man, like he's, man child, yeah, yes. I know, <laughs> he's graduating, he's an adult, it's so crazy, crazy. Um, and then God bringing you Tommy along the way, and then I think, I know that we can be almost embarrassed of situations that we go to, go through that aren't ideal, but at the same time, there's so much power in your story, and in God's faithfulness, and just him being there along the way, so what was that like when you were in that place of, this did not go how I planned. That's when you turn more to God. I mean, it's so hard to say, but it's true when things are just falling apart. It's like, what else? Who can you lean on and who can you turn to? And I, mm-hmm. and you know, God had always been faithful, even when I wasn't always doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And so put my, myself back in a church and I was really plugged in there. And that's where I met Tommy. Mm-hmm. Um, he had just gotten on staff at the church that I was attending and and we met right away. And that was back when you guys were in Virginia? Maryland. Maryland. Okay. Yes. Like somewhere over there. Yeah. <laughs> East Coast. Um, yeah. So we met there and then it just, it just happened really quickly. Um, we, we knew, you know, I wasn't his ideal either. Initially thinking like he never thought about marrying a divorced single mom. Um, I had always felt years and years ago that I was called a ministry some mm-hmm. kind or I would marry a pastor and life just seemed to be going a different route. But Mm -hmm. then when I met Tommy, it was, that's what he was doing. He was in ministry and it was one of those things like, okay, God, it's the reminder. You Mm -hmm. did have this in store for me. And even if my past wasn't perfect, you've still led me back to the same place I felt. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So it's just knowing that those subtle reminders that God promises, I felt that God told me years ago, Mm -hmm were brought to memory kind of at those moments and mm-hmm. throughout. So, mm-hmm. And then whenever you guys first came from Texas here to Oklahoma, yes. you were trying to sell your house in Texas, and you felt like God had called you here, um, yet mm-hmm. you had a lot of resistance in selling the house, and so you lived in this itty-bitty, tiny, kind of jankety apartment. <laughs> <laughs> we would come and babysit your kids. You did. <laughs> which is so funny, and I remember you had, like, borrowed some furniture. Yeah, we did. We borrowed somebody's furniture um, from, they had a couch that they were getting ready to throw away. And so we just took it from their garage and threw a a a big old bedspread over it. And your mattresses were on the floor. Mattresses on the floor. Tommy and I actually had an air mattress. So, you know. Oh, that's the worst. (laughs) Xander was in a pack and play. And really when we moved to become a part of Life Church. We sold our house in Maryland in like four days. Hmm. And so, um, but, you know, we felt the stirring that God was moving us. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of the same stirring that we both felt in Texas. 
And so, you know, God did it once. Why won't he do it again? Mm -hmm. Thinking this was temporary. We'll just throw a mattress on the floor. Our house will sell in no time. We left the house furnished. And so that just didn't happen. It was almost a year later and um, before our house sold. And we finally was able to get like a real mattress for Tommy and I. And we ended up going and getting Xander's crib. Living in luxury. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We had a crib for him now instead of a pack and play. Mm -hmm. But it was, you know, it was a, such a horrible experience. And yet it was also some of the fun memories. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I... I cut out a big cardboard Christmas tree, the, drew um, decorations on it, the kids decorated it, like colored it all in, we stuck it to the wall, uh, we had... You're such a fun mom. <laughs> we would load up, we had just the little card table and we'd fold that up and just play tag in the house, like, I mean, where else can you do that, right? Mm -hmm. So we had lots of, I mean, we were forced to be close to each other mm -hmm. and we needed that, um, especially with Tommy being gone so much and trying to launch... South Tulsa and built those relationships and I was I mean at the time I felt I was stuck at home with the little kids and he was going out and right. having good lunches and dinners and <laughs> well I know I've told you yeah. this before but now because I didn't have kids whenever we launched that campus and you were always just awesome but I do have a lot more respect or maybe just understanding now of, oh my goodness you had three <laughs> young kids um, at home when all this was going on as well so it's easy to kind of look back now and see God's hands and even maybe see um, some expected resistance from the enemy at that time but in that season, did you ever struggle with just thinking, God, we feel like you've called us here. Are you, where are you? You know, do we make the right choice? Do we do something wrong? Did you ever struggle with that at all? Oh yeah. I think it's hard. And Xander's allergies started right about yeah. that time as so well. Xander's allergies started when we were in Texas, but they became full blown when we were here. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was kind of like a lot of bad things were happening in that apartment. Um, Tommy was gone a ton. I rarely saw him. Um, I had the three little kids at home, Xander's allergies. I mean, everything was boarded up, trying to, you know, close it all off so he couldn't access it. Mm. I had no friends, no family. It was just horrible. And then we had this house that all I could do was go back and look at the realtor.com just to look at what my house looked like and my furniture and pretend like this is where I really live. This isn't my world. Mm -hmm. But it really, that's where I was. And I, mm -hmm. I kind of felt alone at that time for sure thinking, okay, God, we know, we know, we know, we know you called us to life church. Mm -hmm. And then, um, why is all this happening? You know, we're mm -hmm. trying to do your will. We're trying to start a campus. We're trying to be faithful. Uh, why Xander's allergies? Mm -hmm. My other two kids don't have this. Why is this so bad? I mean, I, I remember the first time I had an EpiPenem on the floor in the, in our apartment and I was bawling, and I mm. have to jab this huge EpiPen in his thigh, and I couldn't get a hold of Tommy because he was at lunch somewhere, and he finally calls me back, and he's like, what's going on? Where are you? And I'm like, I'm in the ambulance mm -hmm. out front of our apartment. I mean, that was, that was the season. That's a low point. <laughs> yeah, that was just, oh my gosh. It just, it was horrible. Um, and I remember hearing a message from Craig, and it was about Habakkuk, and just the different things that he was going through. And I felt like that's where I was right there. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was in the, all those struggles that he was in. And then I started coming to mind, like all those memories of, you know what, but I've been faithful to you before. Mm -hmm. I did call you. I, you know, I brought you from here to here. I've taken you from, you know, this bad marriage into 
ministry and you're married to this, you know, amazing man who's adopted your son. You've got three beautiful kids. And I just started being reminded of mm-hmm. all the faithful things that God has been and that he's at least always showed up. Mm-hmm. Not always like I thought. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Not always when I thought. Exactly. But he's never left me. Mm-hmm. And so all I could do was really cling on to that and then start seeing that there was just a, a spiritual battle going on that... Mm-hmm knowing of all the things that we were trying to do and trying to accomplish for the Lord and that, you know, we didn't have to be the ones to do it, but we felt like if we weren't faithful in that, that we would just lose out on being t- able to be a part of it. And so... Well, I'm uh, glad you didn't quit. No. Or give us up. too. Or just go back to Texas to your nice, pretty house. Oh, I almost did. <laughs> but it was just one of those things. So you mm-hmm. just remember, okay, God was faithful. He mm-hmm. didn't leave me before. He's not going to leave me now. And just kind of like buckle your bootstraps on Mm -hmm. and hang on for the ride, Mm -hmm. you know? I think it's a good reminder too, that we never know the sacrifices that are made behind the scenes when God is at work in anyone's lives, because there is going to be resistance. There, there are going to be hard, difficult things, but you know, on Pinterest and on Instagram and on Facebook, we don't see those things. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't, but that doesn't mean they're not there. And like you said, just remembering to recall all the ways that God has been faithful in the past, I think is a huge or a helpful way to get our perspective where it should be. Right. Um, I love Romans eight twenty eight. I feel like I recall this a lot, but it says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And that doesn't mean that he orchestrates necessarily the hard things, but it does mean that he can certainly use them and he will use them for his glory. And I know that there are so many people that are listening right now and there's a number of hard things that people are facing. You know, as a society, I think we tend to be fixated on the desperate moments and the breakthrough moments. So it's either the war or the victory party. You know, those are the things that we get excited to kind of observe or be a part of. Um, But we rarely give attention to the messy process in between, and really that's where we spend the majority of our lives, and that's a lot of what kind of you are telling us about today. So what would you tell someone or what would you encourage someone that is in the messy process right now? And maybe the hard parts, or or maybe the hardest part is over, um, but the victory isn't there yet, and so there's just this middle ground. Yeah, and sometimes you don't know you're even out of that middle ground and heading towards the victory until you get to the victory and you see it. So true. So a lot of it's just kind of holding on to what you believe is true Mm -hmm. and, you know, just plugging into the people that encourage you and love you and Mm -hmm. support you and and just not giving up hope. My story is not the only story out there that God's just been able to use. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of being willing to let Him use you no matter what the circumstance Mm -hmm. to not play victim um, and, and just to go for it Mm -hmm. because, you know, God's got some great things in store, whether it's with me sharing with somebody that I know that's, you know, I remember one of my best friends from life group, she came to us broken and just fell on the floor and had found out her husband had cheated on her. And it was almost the same situation that I had been in. Um, And so, you know, those moments when you can just, hug and love on somebody because you've been there, mm-hmm. you know, um, Tommy's story, just knowing that he's, you know, was abused by his dad and just all the struggles he went mm-hmm. to. It's like, we're not perfect people, mm-hmm. but we're just 
letting God use us. And so exactly. it's life, but how can God use us? How can it? God use it? Absolutely. I love what Sam Roberts said when he just preached recently. Mm-hmm. He said, um, you know, our basically the two things that we can be poised for is to just be available and be obedient, available exactly. and obedient. And I think that that applies to no matter what's going on right now today, it's like, okay, God, I don't really know where you, what you're doing with this or where you're going with this. Um, some of it seems just really hard or really messy, but just thinking, okay, I'm going to be available for him to use me. I'm going to be obedient in the things that I know that he's called me to or what his word says. And just like you said, cling to God and keep going. Right. <laughs> just it's don't like, give up. It's really that, you know, Dory says it best, just keep swimming. That's right. I mean, it right. really is true. Sometimes I actually have that little song going through my head of, mm-hmm. hey, it's, Thank it's you, Dory. bad, but just keep going. Just mm-hmm. keep going. It'll, you will eventually come to light. So what would you say, um, gives you the greatest joy? I love hearing my kids laugh. Mm-hmm. Like even now they're 10, 13, almost 18. Um, you know, Zach calls me every single day on his way home from school. Aww. And so I might not have forever to talk to him, but mm-hmm. at least stop what I'm doing so I can talk to him. I mean, that makes me happy knowing mm-hmm. that my baby boy still loves his mama and wants to call her. The graduate. Exactly. It's just knowing, just seeing my kids happy, plugged in, engaged, mm-hmm. you know, they, they love church. They, they serve, um, they love God. You know, I have a husband who's able to do what he's passionate about mm-hmm. and he's excited to do it. And I love being able to support that. So I just, just love to see the people around mm-hmm. me happy with, life and what they're doing. Look at what else happened since that little apartment when you were miserable. (laughs) Exactly. God has done a lot. He sure has. Absolutely. Well, thank you just for taking time out of your day to come and share a piece of your story. It's such an inspiring one, and I know that it's going to encourage so many people. Thanks for having me. And to everyone who joined us at the messy table today, we just want to say a gigantic thank you for tuning in. If you're one of those people who's currently in a storm, our prayer is that you will hang on. Get people around you who can breathe life into you and just cling to the Word of God like your life depends on it. I especially love reading through the Psalms when my world feels shaky. There's all kinds of reminders of God's faithfulness and character, as well as some completely raw and desperate prayers that help me remember I'm not the only one who's gone through something difficult. Like Nikki said, we're not perfect people, but we're just letting God use us. Well, it's officially summer. Schools are letting out and kids are going to be hungry like 500 times a day. (laughs) So be sure to check out Allergylicious.com. You will see those beautiful pictures of mouth-watering healthy foods and want to drop everything to try it right then. And if you enjoyed this conversation today, there's more where that came from. You can subscribe for free on both The Messy Table and iTunes or on my website at gingel.com and never miss out again. In the last episode, my friend Tanner shared some hysterical stories about raising six kids, including a set of triplets. We chatted about the sometimes grueling but always sacred work of motherhood. But really, each episode is totally different and packed with its own wisdom and insight, so be sure to go back and catch up if you haven't already done that. Well, I hope you have a fabulous week. Don't forget to gather your people around your own messy tables.